0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hamster Business Show. My name is Chris Ronda, and today we're here with Ashley Nelson of Cape Cod Craftery. Now, we're going to get to a quick word from our sponsors here. Um, before we get into this interview, we're really going to get into working at the community level and um, how big box stores are great, but, you know, taking it down to that um, the individuals who actually make some of these custom products, and how we should be really looking at that level. So, everyone hold tight for just a moment, and we're going to get going. If you want a lawn care company, uh, anything outside, lawn care, pesticides, any of those things, I've got something for you. So, head over to NHBusinessShow.com slash Project Quoting, and take a look at the program today. 14-day free trial just for you. Jumping over and see how this can help your business out today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Amsterdam Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today I am here with Ashley Nelson, Cape Cod Craftery. Hello! How's it going, Ashley?
1: So good. Thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: thank you so much for being on the show.
1: It's awesome to be here.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of fun, just so you know. I'm letting you know. It's a lot of fun.
1: I'm ready. I'm ready for fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's get started. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, tell me about your business a little bit, kind of where it all began.
1: Yeah, Um. so I grew up on Cape Cod. Um, so I'm a relatively new resident of Manchester, New Hampshire, um, last couple years. And I really kind of started the foundations for the Cape Cod Craftery in 2014. Um, I had just graduated from college and was kind of looking for something to do. So I started crafting. I'd always like to make jewelry and do crafty kind of things. Yeah. Um, and kind of decided to pursue that passion for a little while and see mm-hmm. where it went. So, um... So close oh yeah <laughs> um so I started making stuff I put up a website I took some photos um my best friend kind of was getting into photography so we did a little bit of photography work um and then I did some craft fairs and stuff mm-hmm. um but then kind of life got in the way and I got a new job and I got really busy and I met my husband and it kind of fell by the wayside so um now that we've moved into a house and we have more room and more time, um, it was sort of a, a good opportunity to start up again. Yeah. Um, so now I've really gone full force at it and, yeah. uh, <laughs> I brought the website back. I introduced some new product lines. Um, I'm trying to do some more, uh, community events, get into stores, that kind of thing. So. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been a great great, uh, great year for yeah. <laughs> for me to start up again.
0: Okay, so what, what product do you guys uh, make? You said you make them, so what do you, what yeah. do you guys do?
1: So everything is handmade by me. Mm-hmm. Um, I make um, a variety of different blankets. I do scarves, jewelry, um, home goods, uh, wood burned stuff, etched glass, um, basically just a lot of home decor stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of Huga. No. It's um, a Danish concept. Um, the The word itself has a Norwegian roots, and it comes mm-hmm. from the word meaning uh, well-being. So it's sort of this concept of, like, coziness almost. So think of things that make you feel kind of warm and fuzzy, like yeah. Christmas morning type feeling yeah. or you know, um, crisp fall evenings when you want to put on a blanket and fuzzy socks and have a cup of cocoa or something like that. It's mm-hmm. it's um, just inspired by this concept of comfort and togetherness and well-being of the soul. Um, so all of the products that I try to introduce in my line have that sort of in mind. Okay. So they are things that take quite a while to make usually Um, it takes me upwards of 20 hours to make a blanket um, Mm. and you know it could be three four hours to make um, some of the woodburn stuff I do so um, there's a lot of time investment in the products and then the hope is that people want to give them as gifts for other people so taking kind of that good feeling from my home and bring it to somebody else's home. That's yeah. kind of the inspiration
0: okay so what was the word
1: Huga. it's um h-y-g-g-e
0: okay i remember the time yeah h-y-g-g-e cool yeah so that's very interesting that cool? and i kind of like that concept of you know you, you kind of have the almost the baseline for your products mm-hmm. like okay you go at it from this approach <laughs> yes it's a very um simple but effective way to keep that in mind when you start creating things so mm-hmm. you don't kind of get crazy and off side, off tangent, you know, yeah.
1: it's, um, the, the Danish people are known for being some of the happiest people too. They're consistently rated, uh, you know, in terms of quality of life as being some of the happiest and simplest living people. So it's yeah. kind of nice to bring that concept here and try to, especially how fast paced and technology based we are and everything. It's nice mm-hmm. to have, um, some of like the, the simpler home comforts yeah. too. Um, and growing up on Cape Cod, um, sort of having this element of, I call it elegance and simplicity because kind of, you know, New England is known for their historical charm and their coastal seaside villages and their, you know, farms, farmland countryside Yeah. and, um, tourists flock here for that reason to see that kind of simple lifestyle. And it's amazing that we have this kind of elegance in the simplicity of our lifestyle. So yeah. that's all kind of ties together to... To inspire my products.
0: Hmm. She's a sort of Hampshire's kind of basic. You were saying, or was that kind of basic? <laughs> no,
1: <Really? laughs> no, no. I mean, like all, all of New England just kind of has this very like laid back. I mean, we, our roots are from a people that farmed their land and mm-hmm. you know took pride in making their own items. You know, back hundreds of years ago, and I would like to bring that into the present, like have people appreciate the goods in their home and. Yeah. Not necessarily get everything kind of store-bought, like bring it back to community roots, to farmer's markets, to artisans, to handmakers, and remind people that there's a lot of love and time and effort that goes into making things, and those things will ultimately probably last you longer, too.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of funny you bring this all up, because I think about a lot of people's homes Mm -hmm. when I walk in, and uh, I know my house has this problem where everything's just very... Bland, where we don't spend a whole lot of time decorating, and I I see that a lot when I go to people's houses. And you kind of you lose a little bit when there's nothing in the house, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's just white walls,
1: yeah, and
0: whatever. Need something
1: cozy, something that's yours that represents your family. Yeah,
0: something that it's more than just like that bland, you know, template. (laughs) You know, create a home, right? Yeah, yeah. So and it's an atmosphere, feeling. Atmosphere is probably a little better word. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty cool. Thanks. I like that. Thank you. Um, what do we're going sure to go with it after that? <laughs> but so we got our very basic New Hampshire people, as you were saying. Simple. He's simple. 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 Too <laughs> simple. Um, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. It's okay. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I do it all the time. So now I've given you all these ideas yeah, yeah. about hookah. Now you're do, now I you're decorating your house and your are yeah home. in my idea. Yeah. So. You mentioned, um, you make blankets and stuff. Like what type of approaches do you typically use with the blanket making? Do you crochet? Do you knit? Do you?
1: Yep. It's all crochet. I don't have the skills to knit. If somebody out there (laughs) will teach me someday, I'd love to learn. But yeah, my mom actually taught me how to crochet a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it's very time consuming, but it's very kind of therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, there are people out there that can make these incredibly complex patterns and, you know, sit and count stitches and, I can't get into any of that like I like to do it while I'm watching TV or while I'm spending time with my husband at the end of the night when I'm trying to unwind I like to just pick up a piece and work on it Um, and kind of sticking with the more simplistic patterns not only fits in kind of with my brand but it allows me to be kind Of present, also like I can talk to people while I'm working, or I can do something or sit out in nature, like I don't have to sit and be counting, yeah, stitches or anything like that. So, yeah, I stick to crochet, but
0: oh, that's cool. My wife crochets, that's why I, oh, I, really? I, I laugh because I always call it knitting it makes her angry.
1: Oh, so, my husband, yeah, so <laughs> I call it
0: knitting, and then it's
1: all my inclusive.
0: My daughter can't crochet, she can knit. Oh, so for her, I call it crocheting, Get and out. it's the funniest thing because. It confuses them. You drive them. them both crazy? Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's like the funniest thing. That's um, funny. So I, I get a real good kick out of <laughs> just inverting them because then they start doing it too. And it oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> so for your jewelry. Yes. Um, how do you work on your jewelry? Like What type of stuff you put together?
1: Um, I guess. It's mostly I try to do mostly stuff. Stone, it's all bead work, so okay. it's um, stone and glass beads for the most part. Um, sometimes I do um, multi strand necklaces um, and bracelets and that kind of thing. Um, the style is very, I really like monochromatic style. I love to do um, just a single color in, in a range of um, different hues. Um, I just really like this kind of simplistic style of that. But everything I make has. Um, almost try to include, incorporate different textures. So keeping in mind the landscape and nature, like there are some elements of stone, there are some elements of a little bit of sparkle, there's, um, hmm. I have some beads that are kind of like a matte finish, so trying to almost speak a little bit to landscape textures. Yeah. Um, it's not very obvious, um, but I kind of try to keep it in mind in my designs too.
0: Okay, that's, that's kind of interesting. Um. So when you design these things, because mm-hmm. sometimes it, it seems like there probably is a little more to it than just grabbing some beads and here you go, because um, you're trying to almost design a whole concept around what you're creating, mm-hmm. if I'm getting that correct.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. So um, like, what type of, because it sounds like you almost have to be creative for this, <laughs> like a little creative.
1: A little. Or a little. What's the
0: process behind that, is it?
1: I don't think it's inaccessible to anyone. I yeah. think anybody could could come up with something and be really proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny you say that. There are some days I go into the store um, to pick up beads or pick up, you know, any really project supply, but mostly for beads. And um, I'm sure you've been in a craft store before and mm-hmm. you've seen like the massive wall of of beads. And there are some days where I just have a handful in five minutes. And then there are some days I go in and I just don't feel inspired by anything. So I don't know if it's like a feeling or kind of where the inspiration comes from. But yeah. um, sometimes I'll just kind of stare at the wall for a while and I'll find one um, strand of beads or one style or one color that I just I just have to have that I just love. And then I'll try to find things that accent that or find things that complement that um and more often than not they end up being in the same color range just because that's kind of just what i like (laughs) so (laughs) yeah so um yeah i end up having all these cool pieces that are um, different shades of blues or different shades of greens and i try to branch out once in a while to reach kind of diversify a little bit so i've done some pendant necklaces lately um which are cool but i always find myself gravitating back to yeah. To the original style. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. So, we've talked a good bit about your product. Mm-hmm. Now, we kind of talked a little bit about where it all began all this time ago. Yeah. But at what point did you st- were, did You kind of just sit there and you're like, I want to turn this into a business? <laughs>
1: um, so, so, actually, something else that I haven't really touched on yet, but I guess that was a little bit of a catalyst for it. Um, I have spent a couple of years now working um, for environmental nonprofits and it was almost born out of necessity. Mm. Um, I spent all this time working with marine mammals and learning about them and teaching the public um, good habits for taking care of the environment. And I've worked on whale watch boats and tried to teach people about marine debris and throwing away trash and encouraging people to not use disposable plastics and that kind of stuff. We have a whole campaign going right now called Skip the Straw, where we try to encourage people at restaurants to pass on taking a straw if you can just sip your drink out of a cup. Like, why throw away a piece of plastic? Mm. Um, And because I've been made aware of that over and over again and really become in tune to it over the last couple of years, I started really being disappointed with the products that I bought in the stores um, and kind of the disposable nature of things and... Even products that were marketed as being natural or being environmentally friendly were packaged in plastic. So you'd use the bottle or whatever and you throw it in the trash and yeah. or they'd have plastic shrink wrap on it or bubble wrap on it. Mm-hmm. And I got so frustrated trying to find products that I felt good about representing, especially seeing all the trash we clean up off beaches and, you know, on yeah. on the Way Watch boats that I kind of had had this in my mind the whole time and then just kept getting more and more frustrated with, like, the lack of availability of environmentally conscious companies that I, you know, I was already doing these craft projects. I was already doing blankets and I was already making jewelry. And then I thought, if I'm going to market this stuff and I'm going to sell it, I'm not going to use disposable plastics. I'm not going to use bubble wrap. I'm not going to Um, I'm working on a body care line too right now. I don't package any of it in plastic. It's all um, reusable glass containers. Um, And then I also, um, I have a little line of candles too. Yeah. And I love candles. It's, you know, ties into the whole concept of the hygge, like having, (laughs) you know, candles and comfort. And so I always have candles burning, but I was noticing a lot of health effects just from constantly having... Um, an artificial candle burning and having petroleum wax burning and stuff like that. And so I started working on um, research for a candle line that wouldn't cause problems. I was noticing like all kinds of like lung problems and breathing problems. And I mean, I can't say for sure that that was the cause, but I'm sure it didn't help either. So I started working on developing um, products just with more natural element involved as as natural as possible so um the candle line that i ended up making was not without numerous challenges but (laughs) (laughs) um but i'm really happy with the end result where it's um it's soy wax with no additives it's clean burning and it's in a little glass mason jar that you could just wash out and reuse when you're done with the candle um it's got its fragrance with essential oils, 100% pure essential oils. There's no artificial fragrances or anything in it. Um, the wick is cotton and beeswax. There's no lead core or anything like that. Um, so, I guess to answer I guess to answer your original question, I, I started out having all these crafts, and then I wanted to bring it together with the environmentally friendly aspect of it and produce a company and a brand and a product that didn't sacrifice the quality or the kind of luxury of these items, but still encouraged environmental awareness too. Hmm. So I guess all of those things together yeah. kind of combined to create this. And now we have the house and we have a little more space and a little more time. Yeah. And it was just kind of the perfect storm of things happening for, for this to be the right year for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So was there ever a point where now we talked about when you knew you wanted to do? Was there yeah. a point where you were just... Worried that it wasn't going to work at all.
1: Oh my goodness. Every day. Every day. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, everything is trial and error and everybody has to begin somewhere, right? Yeah. So, um, this is all, everything I do is new to me. Um, I, when I really wanted to start, you know, going into the legalities of things and making sure I had um, licenses and insurance and all that kind of stuff, I, would read through the paperwork to try to figure out how I wanted to set up my company and I'd have to stop every five minutes and Google this word or look up that word and learn about this term. So it took me almost a week just to get through setting up paperwork and bank accounts and all that stuff. Um, and now every day is, is a learning process. I'm working on some craft fairs right now, and I'm doing research to try to see how people set up their booths or to learn about, um, how to price things effectively and how to Uh, set up and all that stuff so every day is another learning curve but i mean if if it's something you're passionate about it ends up being fun anyway
0: yeah which is actually that's a a lot of those really good touching points for small businesses Mm -hmm. because you make a product that's unique to you Mm -hmm. right and it's not like you have a whole lot to compare it to out there right so how do you price you know a candle that you just made or um, a blanket you crocheted, you know. There's a lot of ins and outs of that. That, you know, maybe they wouldn't pay it if. Well, yeah, I'm twenty dollars an hour, and I'm gonna twenty hours to make a blanket. Maybe someone might, buy, might not buy that. Sure. You
1: know? Yep. So
0: how do we price these things? And it's it's a pretty interesting you know area to sit and deal with mm-hmm. <laughs> so i can see that being trouble
1: yeah yeah it does occasionally it, it almost you kind of know when it feels right i guess <laughs> it's not that i like you know do guesswork on my pricing like obviously there's a components to it where you have to think about the cost and um i am constantly looking for um wholesalers or companies that are still in line with my values but um can produce maybe more of the product at a lower cost yeah. um so i try to maximize the output in that way
0: mm-hmm.
1: but the other component to that is how valuable your time is to you yeah. um and i think that i undersell myself a little bit because i kind of feel like well i'd probably be doing this anyway with my free time so it doesn't feel like i'm sitting down and working you know i'm not sitting yeah. down and working on making a blanket like i'd be crocheting or string beads or making candles anyway so yeah. i um I probably don't charge as much as I could, but (laughs) to me it's just not as much work, you know? So I I pay myself for my time, but minimally. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's challenging. I mean, it's different for everybody. Yeah. So
0: I forget the quote. I, I should, I spoke with someone, I forget what she had said, but she said, you know, your prices are right when I think it was 80% were willing to buy and 20% say, uh, it's too expensive or something, something on those lines. And uh, it's like, yeah, okay. And your pricing is probably about where it needs to yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: getting it out the door, so yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah,
0: you're selling it. Because 100% of people are buying, you're selling it too cheap. Yeah, you know, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pretty cool. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna we're going to break real quick here for a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to have some other questions to ask, and we'll go right into the second half of this thing. So everyone hold on for one second. So you've all heard me talk about this before, but... Head over to patreon.com slash nhbusinessshow if you want to help support the show and the New Hampshire Small Business community. We use the community's funds to help pay for expenses on the show that come up monthly because it's a monthly support program. Um, so it doesn't go to things like artwork or labor or any of that type of stuff. All it goes to is, you know, keeping the studio itself running with rent and, you know, things that come out every month that... I, I don't charge customers for. Um, so, but I do ask for donations from people who, you know, feel like they want to support. And in doing that, I leave this free and open for all businesses that want to come onto the show. So if you feel that's kind of up in your alley and you want to help support us, support local businesses, <laughs> um, jump on over to patreon.com slash NH business show. I'll leave a link in the description and uh, you can help us so that we can continue helping them. So I got some questions for you. Yeah. Um, I, re- I originally wrote it down as jewelry versus custom jewelry. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to change that to, I guess, um, any product versus kind of more custom stuff like what you do. Like, do you have any... When people should buy that type of stuff? When, like... What should go into their thought processes? You know, all that type of thing. Because you could definitely so you can go to the store and buy earrings, or you can go and buy a necklace. But it it probably means something a little differently when you go out and you buy something custom. Someone else made this. It's not just from like a normal normal design store.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. Um,
0: that was a big question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, there's. There are some several components I think that go into that um, when you're trying to make kind of the decision on what and where you should buy. Is that kind of what you're what you're asking?
0: Yeah, where, how, why? You know, this how is, do you this choose? Is, there's a whole what lot year. of stuff there. Yeah.
1: Um. So I think that the people that are making handmade products, regardless of what it is, um, could be jewelry, could be clothing, could be mm. home supplies, food, what have you. I'm always. Amazed and inspired by how deeply they care about their products. And I think that buying locally or buying, you know, shopping small or from local um, crafters kind of was always on my mind just because I thought it was a nice thing and a community thing. But the more I meet people that craft their own wares, I'm so impressed. And it constantly reminds me of the the level of care that goes into creating these products. And you can walk into a store and you can buy something off the shelf or you can buy something that was made in China and maybe it'll cost you $5 and it'll fall behind your bed and you'll lose it in a week and you won't ever think about it again. But when you go to a store and you buy something from a vendor that sat for hours and created that product and was inspired by something and created the concept for it in their mind and thought it out and planned it out and worked it with their hands and put it in a box and packaged it for you. That's so much time and effort that went into that for you. So, I mean, as far as gift giving, I think nothing says I care about you more than giving a gift that somebody spent hours hand making, even if it wasn't you, even if it was somebody else made that. Um, and, you know, certainly you can go into a store and get something equally as nice, but I just think that beginning to end process is so much more meaningful for really anything. And, you know, you may end up paying an extra dollar or two for it, you know, it might cost you a little bit more because somebody's time and effort went into making that. Um, but I think the outcome of what you end up with is something that you value more and that you get more use out of and is probably going to be a better made product in the end. So I think if any of those factors are important to you and when you're shopping, I think that is really what drives me to buy from local small companies too.
0: Yeah. And I guess I get asked this a lot. Yeah. Why would it take the time to do what I do on the show? Yeah. Um, this is exactly the reason. Like sitting down, talking to people who have, you know, pride in their work. They love what they do. Yeah. They do something. Again, like you're talking about crocheting a blanket daily 20 hours yeah you know any (laughs) big store you know they probably pump out blankets at like 50 a second yeah you know mass (laughs) produced yeah
1: without any thought without any attention to quality yeah
0: yep and there's something something special about getting down out of the big box stores Mm -hmm. in into the the small business community that's important you forget it yeah and you know we see it with like the walmarts and the amazons and things that are just getting crushed by these companies mm-hmm. when there's so much there.
1: Right. So yeah.
0: that's why I do this.
1: <laughs> and the quality suffers too, you know, yeah. every time I go to buy something, if I need something quick on Amazon, I look through the reviews and they're constantly the same. It's the quality is not good. The customer service wasn't good. You know, I, I got this thing in the mail and I never heard from a person, you know, it's it's falling apart now and there's nothing I can do about it. I wasted, you know, X amount of dollars on this. No. It's just not quite the same experience. So, you know, certainly there's a market for that and there's a time and a place for things like that. But if if you want what you're purchasing to be meaningful in any way in in that you're thinking about excuse me what you're consuming or what you're putting in your body or what you are wearing on your person or the gift that you're giving someone you care about i think all of those elements are really exemplified by the fact that somebody made that for you yeah Yeah. that's
0: really cool okay so we talked about getting creative a little bit this is my other question this is an area people have trouble with all the time and i constantly Mm -hmm. get asked when you're in a creative funk Mm -hmm. what helps kind of get you out of that
1: well, that's a nice question. I like that. Um, definitely getting out and about. Um, I I love the beach. I mean, Cape Cod, yeah. it's ingrained in my soul. So <laughs> um, take. I love to take long drives too. Um, I love to talk to other business owners. There's a store where I get some of my supplies, another small business in Vermont. Um, It's, like, right over the state line, and I like to go to their shop because they have a great vibe in their store. I've met the store owner. I love to talk to him, and um, he and his wife have very similar ideals as far as environmentally conscious products um, and the same kind of concepts in our businesses, so um, even when I'm there picking up stuff, I love to take just five minutes and chat with him about if they're developing anything new or they're doing a new line of fragrances or you know have have come up with a a cool way of doing things so i get inspired by other people's passion too when i get in a little bit of a a slump so um Mm. just kind of getting back out there and um getting in touch with my inspirations um in the landscape in nature in friends and family um and then also just in what other small business owners are doing with their time too
0: cool it's one of my favorite questions. I like it. Because my question, my answer is always so much different because me, I drink. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: That helps. <laughs> a, and w- Some of the best things were born from that. <laughs> yeah.
0: So whenever I'm in like a creative slump, mm-hmm. I'll go find something creative to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Like I'll go to an art store or something cool. and just... Pop a few drinks before, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it helps. It helps quite a bit.
1: <laughs> that gets the creativity flowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so
0: <laughs> it helps. Like absolutely, I think, it, I think it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah.
1: There are some great writers out there that I think would agree with you. <laughs> I think it was Ernest Hemingway. Ernst Hemingway I mean, is, is that, who I had you know, in mind. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's like, <laughs>
0: Write drunk, um, edit sober. I like
1: it.
0: <laughs> so I think that I think that's him. <laughs> Don't quote me, but...
1: <laughs> Don't mix those two up. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: okay. So let's talk about, since this is an area a lot of people kind of dabble in a little bit, maybe not professionally, but... So tips for newcomers that are kind of stepping into your field, they want to do something, like where do they start? What should they be focusing on? Mm-hmm. That.
1: Um, I guess some of the tips that I would... I, I think I would have probably three... Big, biggest tips for somebody that wanted to break into things. Um, the first isn't really a tip, but more just wisdom, I guess, as it's going to be hard. Like, there yeah. will be hard work. You will get told no. You will hear criticisms, whether you like them or not. Um, and all of that is okay. It's all part of the process. Um, and you just have to stay true to yourself. And learn how to filter out things that you should accept and that you should work on um, and take people's advice, but not let it change you, you know, not let it change your brand or change your product in a way that you're not comfortable with. Um, And it's a lot of hours. Um, I work two jobs. I have one full-time job and a part-time job, and I'm doing this, so I pretty Hmm. much get up at 8 every day and I work till midnight seven days a week um, straight through. But that's what you have to do if, if you wanna make it work. Um, and when you are, you know too, when you're when you're the sole proprietor of, of your endeavor, you are suddenly the social media person, you are suddenly the marketing manager, <laughs> yeah. you are the website designer, you are the product creator, you are PR. So you, you keep switching your hats. So um, it's a lot of learning, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of hours, but if it feels right and you feel tired but happy and tired but gratified then you know you're doing the right thing and you should just keep at it because eventually it will get easier you know once the website sorted out and the you know the the marketing sorted out like it'll settle down (laughs) it gets a little bit easier so push through that um the second thing i would say is don't let finances stop you um which i think is most pertinent for really small businesses or artisans um And something that I've run into all too many times is just feeling afraid to invest in something or afraid to get started or getting caught up in the what-ifs. I started this with literally nothing like with I think over three months I don't think I've spent more than maybe $1,500 and that's for absolutely everything for my licensing, for my inventory costs, for packaging, for fares, for everything. So don't let money hold you back Yeah. um, because you can do a lot with a little like you you can borrow things or you can start out with maybe something less impressive than you wanted but you can build up to it you know maybe your display isn't everything you wanted it to be but it gets your product out there and it gets your face out there and it gets you talking to people and it gets your business card in people's hands so don't let that kind of curb you um, start just just start. Just commit to starting <laughs> yeah. and work from there. Um, and then I guess the third piece of advice that I would have is use the Internet. The Internet is such an amazing resource for everything. If you have a question, you type it in on Google and there's an answer or 15 <laughs> of them. Um, if you want to learn how to get better techniques with a project that you're making or a craft that you want to try out, watch a YouTube video or... Um, If you need um, a template for something, for stickers, or I just looked up an inventory sheet template the other day, there's templates created for you. There are online support groups where you can talk to other people that own small businesses and discuss the challenges that you guys are facing together. Um, You can market your business any way you want. You can find craft fairs, or you can find small business um, events and forums where you can listen to other speakers. The internet is your friend, so... Um, just making sure that you use that resource to the fullest to keep learning and to keep improving and keep kind of working to develop yourself.
0: Cool, awesome. That's really good. Thanks. So I guess moving forward, are you looking to just keep this as kind of like a hobby? Do you want to scale this into something bigger?
1: Um, somewhere in the middle. So I actually, uh, shameless plug, <laughs> I actually am gonna be um, in store uh, in April at the um, co-creations cottage right down the road. Okay. Um, and I just have to say that um, Deborah is phenomenal there. Um, the concepts that she has for the shop are very much in tune with with mine and um, trying to draw in a sense of community and she is um, she does massage therapy and kind of wellness type things too. so yeah. um, just really bringing together community wellness, handmade, products um all under one roof it's it's really cool so I'm really excited to be in there um but beyond that I probably won't get too far out of community based type things so craft fairs um I have my internet stuff going too but um just because I think that will take away attention from the quality of my workmanship um Plus, I'm just one one little girl. I can't. I can only make so many yeah. so many twenty hour blankets, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um. So you know, I, I don't want to get too too far away from making sure that I'm giving each product the attention it deserves. Yeah. And you know, straying too far from producing a quality product over quantity.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, how does people. I almost messed that sentence up. How do people get a hold of you if they want to reach out, buy something, talk to you?
1: Sure. Um, So I have a website. It's uh, Um, www.thecapecodcraftery.com. My email's on there. You can reach me by email. Um, I have a Facebook page. It's also The the Cape Cod Craftery. You can message me on Facebook. Um, I try to be out and about in the community. And if you follow me on Facebook, um, I'll have events for the fairs that I'm doing um and you can certainly stop by and say hi to me at one of my fairs um but i'm i'm more than happy to talk to anybody i'm happy to try to give non-expert advice to anybody that's trying to get into the field that wants to start their own business i love to try to help other people get their passion and their dream kind of on the road so more than happy to talk to anybody that wants to reach out to me
0: awesome Awesome. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank Ashley, you. Really cool. That
1: was fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you very much.
0: It's fun talking about your business, huh?
1: Always. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, cool. So thank you guys so much for watching. And uh, so check all that out. And as we roll out of here, we're going to get a quick word from our sponsors and everyone have a good day. So leadpages.net. Uh, Leadpages is a fantastic way of building very highly convertible landing pages for your business. So if you don't want to use your website for your landing pages or you just don't know how to go about creating a landing page that draws traffic, head over to le- the NHBusinessShow.com slash leadpages, try it out, see if you like the program. I use it a lot and uh, they work super, super well for what we try to accomplish. So NHBusinessShow.com slash leadpages and uh, take your business to the next level.